Welcome to episode 59 of the What Nots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, whatever we need to do, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hello, hello. Hello, Kyle. Happy How have Memorial you been? Day weekend. It is. It's a Sunday, but because we both have tomorrow off work, it feels like a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> We're also recording this Sunday night. Yeah. Which is a little bit different. So everything is a little bit different for yeah. us behind the curtains. You guys mm -hmm. won't know, except maybe it's darker in my room, but... <laughs> Yeah, it might be slightly dimmer if you were watching the video feed of this because we're recording at night instead of at like 11 a.m. in the morning. I had a good morning. I I postponed this because I wanted to go have a nice brunch with my mom and we took a trip to our local history museum. Nice. How was yeah, that? Yeah, nice. It was good. Like good holiday weekend festivities. We went to the history museum because they had an exhibit all about our favorite local theater. <laughs> nice. It's been around for a hundred years, so it's plenty oh, wow. of history and plenty of neat artifacts to go look at. Cool. Was it all like set design and props from yeah, all the like... plays and stuff that they did and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Posters. Yeah, like all the old programs, all these oh, old cool. costumes. Like here's the Hello Dolly dress we used in 1997. Here's, you know, a wooden cart that we used in these productions of Fiddler on the Roof. And then we yeah. repainted it and reused it for this production of Newsies for them to carry the papers in. And lots and lots of neat little details for a big history nerd like me. History nerd for this theater specifically. I've go. been going to this place since I was a kid. So it's like, yes, I was at that show. I was at that show. I saw that production. You have seen the show, but not that year. I saw it the other year. So it was... It was a great time for me to just nerd out about that. There you go. I you read have yourself comics. A fine... That's a good weekend. That's all I did. I read ask. some old Spider-Man, some old Batman. I played some Vigi games. How old? Uh, th so the Spider-Man, I was reading issue like 153-ish around there. So it was These like... These numbers don't mean anything to me. So... It was early set mid seventies, I think. Is okay. When it is. Wow. Uh, and then I was reading some Batman from the late eighties. I've gone back to slowly reading through all of the post crisis DC universe stuff, which might not mean that much to you. I know you're brothers are I, into comics. I know you there, there was some... a crisis that they had on a whole ton of Earths, I yes. believe was the name crisis of the event. On, yeah. Crisis on a whole ton of Earths. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 that. It's crisis on inf infinite er er Earths, and it's all of this stuff uh, shortly after that. Is that what I'm writing? So, what happened next? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> We're not here to talk about Batman. No, no, we are not. We are here to talk about season one of Gravity Falls. Ooh. This is what we watched for this week. This is a Disney Channel cartoon yeah. that first aired in 2012. It ran for two seasons. We watched the first one, and this was created by Alex Hirsch. Good stuff. This was a show I watched while it was on and I really enjoyed and you had never seen before. I hadn't seen before. I just popped my Gravity Falls cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of your, your pet peeves? No, I feel of... <laughs> like that's a sort of phrase we should reserve for very big special things and not like just any <laughs> show you've not seen before. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you, you did a... Uh, like a handful of stuff. You're like, I'm going to pitch things that I've mentioned that you haven't seen. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes, and what like, a great theme. <laughs> I've brought up this title before and you're like, I have heard of that and I have heard that it is good. And I'm like, well, Kyle, it's the beginning of summer. This is a summertime show. Try it. And you did try it. And what were Dude. your findings? I loved it. Good. I I'm thought glad. it was amazing. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, funny story. I've, I've, I, I have a friend who I only know through the mm -hmm. internet, and and so like over the past year or two, we've been kind of getting to know each other and yeah. stuff. And 
she 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 has a multitude of of pets and stuff like that uh-huh. and when i mentioned that i was watching gravity fall she goes oh my gosh i love that show um waddles is my favorite and oh. i was only on episode like two at like <laughs> i had just started it so i was like i yeah. don't know what that means i haven't met a waddles yet uh and so we got to the episode um where they introduce waddles and uh <laughs> i i i happened to see this one scene and i filmed it because it reminded me of this person i was like mm-hmm. look it's you and Aww. uh and and I, I i i i sent it to her and then immediately after sending that to her is when they named the pig and i was like oh my god and it's waddles i knew it was you <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like it worked out perfectly <laughs> oh, sweet yeah so yeah, I I really liked the show. I thought this was probably one of the funniest shows on that I have watched in a long time. It just, is really funny. Yeah, not even just just like oh, it's a kid cartoon kind of funny stuff. Yeah. No, this is actually it's, really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's not like goofy and silly. It is that sometimes, but it is legitimately funny, and it's yeah. a um. When it wants to get spooky, it gets legitimately spooky. This is a mystery-based show, and I feel like it also succeeds on all the mysteries and, you know, thriller aspects of it that it wants to do. Yeah. Synopsisize it. Synopsisize. Synop? Synapse? How do you verb a synopsis? I I don't know. (laughs) These are more mysteries. This show is about these twin 12-year-olds named Dipper and Mabel. And they are sent to live with their great uncle, Stan, who they call Grunkle. They are sent to live with him in this little town called Gravity Falls, Oregon, where he runs a mystery shack. This kind of roadside sham of, you know, it's a, what is this mysterious animal? And it's like the head of another animal glued onto the body of another animal. And he's like, it's so weird. Look at it. Pay $5 to have your picture taken with it and then buy a t-shirt on the way out. (laughs) So the kids are sent up to live with their grunkle for the summer, and then they find this mysterious journal yeah. that indicates that there are real supernatural happenings around Gravity Falls, not just the stuff their grunkle makes up. So it's these two kids solving mysteries, encountering different fantastical, mythical creatures, and just becoming closer as a family and experiencing all of these you know, it's this teen coming of age story and like they're growing up and figuring things out on a multitude of levels. Kind of figuring out the town too. Of just what yeah. is up with this town? What is really going yeah, on here? Yeah, this is a really good like spooky town show. Mm-hmm. I think every time we've encountered anything that involves a spooky town, I'm like, it's good. But I don't know if it's like Gravity Falls good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a high b- 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 bar. I think so, yeah. Match up to, yeah. I, I think that about covers it or synopsis stuff. I don't really have anything else to add to that. Let's let's go on to housekeeping then. Yes. Uh, Audience, if you are listening to this as a podcast, we want to make sure that you know this is also available on YouTube as a absolutely. video. You can look at me and Kyle talk about these things. <laughs> you can watch us. And then also, if you are supporting us on Patreon for only a dollar, you get access to these special live streams of these recordings. You can get on Twitch. You can watch it live while it happens. You can talk to us about it. Who's your favorite Gravity Falls character? You could be telling us right now if you gave us the dollar first. Exactly. We're not Grunkle Stan. We're not... You know, absolute scam artists, but we would like that dollar. I mean, if you give us five more dollars, maybe we'll let you take your picture with us. (laughs) But virtually, you know, we will have T-shirts soon someday. (laughs) You know, (laughs) these are all our goals. We have to get on the stands level. Yeah, (laughs) we need mystery shack amounts of merchandise. Exactly. Mm hmm. And we have been busy with cool new episodes lately. Last Absolutely. week's episode of the review show, that was one you had pitched. That was Attack the Block. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Not it necessarily took- a kid's show, but uh, yeah, it, it, is, it is a good 
a, like hard hitting, very yeah. fast paced sci fi action horror movie. Yeah, uh, that one was a lot of anime. Fun. Yeah, it took me a second to remember because I watched it like the day after you pitched it to mm-hmm. me so i had more lead time and i'm like what when was the last time i watched something for the podcast that wasn't this what was it but this is not a forgettable movie by any means lots of fun we had a great discussion about it if you want more just monsters if you listen to this episode and you're like more things about monsters please you can exactly. check that one out we also just did an episode of uh the captain's log uh, we got to hear about Melissa's time at the wedding that she just went to. Mm-hmm. And I made you do E3 predictions for 2019. Yep. Even not though knowing you're not, a, yeah. I don't <laughs> not know a, a single thing about fan. video games. So I was just <laughs> acting like a magic eight ball. And I'm like, seems likely or no, probably not. Based on no context whatsoever. Exactly. I think it was it'll really be a fun. Lot of fun to go, <laughs> go back and look after E3, mm-hmm. E3 has happened and see what we got right yeah uh i guess last but not least we also have a episode of the review show that is patreon exclusive yes uh, the most recent one we did on that was uh shrek retold mm-hmm. but we're also going to be have one coming up in the next couple weeks here on mob psycho 100 season two yeah we watched season that. one here in the main feed and we wanted to revisit it but it's been such a short time we're like let's not bring it up in the regular feed again that's patreon that's special and that one's only three dollars again we it it takes very few dollars to get yourself into our hearts with these fun bonus episodes friends exactly okay Uh, spoiler house clean enough yeah i think so let's get on to spoilers actually went and watched the graphic this time kyle yeah. it's a fun think? graphic i like it a lot it's super short has a, a little thing and it's, yeah. it's big and noticeable so mm-hmm. it's like i can't see these things when you hit the button and make it happen like it doesn't send it over skype to me so yeah, i have to no. watch the live stream later <laughs> exactly um well, yeah, let's dive into Gravity Falls then. If you haven't seen this show, go go watch yes. it. It's all on Hulu. Yes. You guys can can watch it there. Um Where do you want to start? Cuz you had never start seen this before. With, I I kind of want to start with the Mystery Shack thing. Okay. They're, they're, is is that what they called it? The, yes, the Mystery, the mystery Shack. shack. Yeah. I I really liked that that they they have yeah. this um that it's because like we also did an episode a while back on scooby-doo mystery incorporated and i think mm-hmm. that's a very similar show to yes. this but i think scooby-doo is very formulaic and very by the book and i don't think even that show as much as i loved that show didn't really mm-hmm. deviate from that formula it's like okay here's a mystery th- th- this week we'll yeah. solve it and that's it which is this... kind of the point of it being a scooby-doo revamp you know like yeah. you kind of want that formula to still be there yeah and and and, and this has that but it also mm-hmm. breaks it in the sense that you see their lives when they're also not solving yeah. mysteries and it's like oh yeah their uncle runs this store and it's this complete uh i, I, I almost want to say disrespectful to what they're <laughs> actually doing but i don't think yeah, that's like, the right word like it's just it's so cheesy and so cornball mm-hmm. yeah that, and like one of his creations is uh, a unicorn made out of corn the corn, the corn, corn. corn. <laughs> exactly yeah and, and it's just it's this like they're actually trying to solve these mysteries there's oh there's how what how are there still dinosaurs here in, in mm-hmm. this t- town we don't know let's solve it and find out yeah you know? let's it's like they're actually solving some of these mysteries and exploring stuff that this book is kind of mm-hmm. revealing to them and then there's grunkle stan and he just has this shot and it's it's almost like i mean he he's just oblivious and it, it's just it's so funny yeah. and it's so stupid yeah. just to see him see him do all yeah this, and it's nice stuff. that there's not stakes it's not like we can't let grunkle stan know what we're doing it's 
like they're not going to get in trouble. They just know like, oh, he's not going to get it. Like, let's go about our own business. He's busy like marking up prices on T-shirts and keychains and yeah. building new fake cryptids and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's and then, usually a mystery or, or something that they can't really cage or sell some 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 mm-hmm. how without doing some kind of damage to the town or th- yeah. this or that you know so he he sticks to like I'm, i'll i'll make a quart of corn because i just have all this extra corn mm-hmm. lying around <laughs> so i i i really liked that aspect and you get to see their their home lives too yeah i like that what the mystery shack offers you is kind of a middle ground between like the summer job Yes. And like being totally free. Like this isn't of the structure of a show where maybe the kids have like one set job or activity they always have to do. And they're also not completely freewheeling out there just doing whatever they want with their summer vacation. It's this it's some semblance of like a stability and a structure there Mm -hmm. that you can use for an episode like Boss Mabel, for instance, or it can not really be in the episode at all. Yeah, this it very vaguely kind of reminded me of Ben 10. Um, huh. it, okay, I see that. It's a similar setup where it's they're on summer vacation, they mm. they go camping with their uh, uncle and then something happens and they find this device and that leads them on their adv- adventure, you know. Mm-hmm. And here they're it's summer vacation, they're with their uh, uh, uncle and they find this mysterious book and that's what starts their adv- adv- adventure. Um so I I I I like that. I I I I think it it's just, it's a simple like premise and 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 mm-hmm. story engine that it, it yeah that's the right word of just I like so. hey here's this thing that we know a lot of kids have experienced something like they go to summer camp or they get a summer job or they go and mm-hmm. stay with family you know something like that um and most of the time they're like i don't want to be here this is stupid i want to go do something else and yeah here they are having this magical adventure and it's like oh this is great <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's fun and i remember when the show was coming out i read some interview with the creator where he was mm-hmm. saying that he had written out like these rules for the story and like how stories were going to be told in this universe <clears throat> yeah and one of the major rules was the kids always like each other like they can kind of jokingly make fun of each other and they can bicker a little bit and they can have rivalries and disagreements but they are always ultimately friends and they're always on each other's side which is great and this is such a sweet heartwarming story and another one of the rules was that it's not just supernatural things like you have to have a real emotional story about the characters to go with it like he says you can't have a story about a goblin if there's not also something in there about like mabel being insecure about her braces but then you also couldn't have a story that's just Mabel being insecure about her braces, you also need a goblin in there. So it's this real meeting of coming of age, just teen growing up story Mm -hmm. and supernatural adventure. And those always have to go hand in hand. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Cause yeah, you get, you get to see the sleep uh, overnight. You get to see the like, yeah, I, I, it's not school, the the like school dance. Oh yeah, where he just throws a party at the mystery shack to try and get kids to give him money for like entrance and sodas and things like that. Yeah, like we're gonna do an event at the rec center kind of thing. Yeah, your dare dance. Yeah, um, yeah, like it 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 has all of that stuff, and I think that was in on. One hand, I I'm almost wanting to say that that kind of outweighs a lot of the mysteries, but they don't. No, and it, it, it's it's a weird thing for me because I again I compared it to Scooby Doo, and that is only the mystery. You don't get to see Velma worrying about if people like her, you know, her hairstyle that week. Yeah, or, you know, mm-hmm. like you you don't get to see that. And I on one hand, I I. I feel like I liked that stuff 
so much more because again i'm 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 someone who likes very well written characters and stuff like that so having those moments really draw me in and having just that like that that mystery stuff is also what like i I like both because i i like crime stories but i i i almost like the character stuff more and so just me thinking about this the show is like i i didn't see as much mystery as I might have liked, I think. Hmm. I... I think the the, the show handles mystery very well, especially... I'm going to say especially into the second season. Okay. The second season is all about who wrote those journals, like, yeah. how is everything connected, what's going on, and it gets a lot more mythology-based instead of Monster of the Week-based in season okay. two. That's cool i i i think that would be my one like i, I guess complaint about, about the show mm-hmm. is i i really like all of the stuff that they have there i wanted a little bit more of the mystery stuff of like mm-hmm. where are these books coming from and then the last a- episode you have this thing oh stan has yeah. the books we didn't know this whole time now he has all three and he's activated some giant alien spaceship looking thing mm-hmm. we don't know what it is you know um and then i was like oh that looks sweet like I like I want to know what that is. What are these books? You know. Mm-hmm. So you can just go right ahead and watch season two on your own time. Exactly. That's I, what it, I'm gonna have to it, do. <laughs> yeah, it's tempting for me to go back and rewatch all of it again too. Like there's there's so much good stuff in season mm-hmm. two. What was your favorite episode of season one? Favorite episode. Um. Or favorite like monster or like mystery of the week kind of deal. I kind of liked, I kind of, well, I think my favorite episode was either the one when, uh, what's his name? The little guy that looks like Elvis and has the Oh, oh, little Gideon. Yeah, little Gideon. Uh, when he summons the, like, triangle demon thing. Bill and they go Cypher. into, yeah, and they, they go into uncle stan's mind that's one of my favorites too i i love xyler and kraz like <laughs> they're so they terrible so, but I, it's funny <laughs> that's the whole point of it yeah. is that they're completely just like neon and vapid and they are only like preteen girl daydream fodder and yeah. nothing else like there's a lot of stuff like i i haven't rewatched the show since it ended and i think 2016 is when mm-hmm. it had its series finale like early 2016 I'm and i hadn't surprised there's not more of it like it, i'm surprised it didn't keep going it was uh, a situation where the creator wanted to end it when he was ready to end it because he's like i am telling an overarching mystery i'm telling cool. this story of character growth and of this one summer like it can't be too long. Like 40 episodes is about as long as it should be. And then he did release, um, there is a, a book of journal number three that you can buy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. My brother is a copy of it and it's got like everything you see in the show, like all the monsters and all the cool town lore. And then also it's annotated with like notes from all the characters. So you get like whatever the writer of the journal wrote about, a gnome and then you've got dippers notes about a gnome hidden in there That's super cool yeah so the story is kind of continued in other ways but yeah it is just a neat in and out two seasons oh good mm-hmm. um yeah i i always like when the creators can be like nope it's it's done we're not making yeah. any more because i i remember watching uh it was Ru- Ru- it was ruroni kenshin and uh they they wrap up the story in the first 60 issues like that was all it was supposed mm-hmm. to be and then the show just keeps g- 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 going well, and it's like well this i don't like everything is resolved now mm-hmm. like i i don't really care about any of this stuff and then like it's one of those things where eventually you stay with the characters long enough that something else comes up it's like okay i kind of like the this stuff but it was still just like you should have just ended it right at 60. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's what a lot of people end up 
doing i guess just because they get offered money or it, mm-hmm. it's out of their hands the ip gets bought up or who knows what but uh yeah melissa you've gone roboty on me you're back what am i back uh, yes you oh, are good if you can it's repeat what you just said though that would be <laughs> fantastic uh and i know there are a lot of tv shows that keep going because the team who's working on it is the same team the whole time and they just get really close and whoever's in charge is like i don't want to end the show and dissolve this team and leave these people jobless yeah yeah Yeah, there's a variety of reasons why a show can go on longer than the narrative feels like it needs to but i do really appreciate and admire that this one just got in and got out and did exactly what it needed to do yeah yeah i so i i liked the kind of mind hopping yeah i feel like that was one of the more darker ones yeah that might be the spookiest one in all of season one summoning a demon basically yeah (laughs) you know uh and then yeah you you get a lot of the mystery of them using the books to actually solve this stuff um because there's a a a number of episodes where they they explore and they find some weird stuff but they're not necessarily using the books Mm -hmm. just to solve them yeah Um, or they're they're just like oh like i'm kind of familiar with this because i read about it in the book and that's it you know Mm -hmm. it's not like oh now we what does the book say how do we solve it you know what like i i felt like they could have used that book more to solve the mysteries and stuff like that but the mind one they they used it a lot and Mm -hmm. it had this uh not meta but just this weird kind of sci-fi hey we're going into someone's mind and we're gonna see all these memories and what that means for the the characters when they just see partial memories and stuff like that so yeah it was good Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that episode. Like I said, I love Zyler and Kraz. Like a lot of stuff has stuck with me over the years since I last watched the show, but them especially for some reason. I love those guys. <laughs> I think another one of my favorite episodes is Fight Fighters, just because it's so absurd. Like it's one of the wackiest episodes I think they're doing in this first season, and yeah. it's a different kind of supernatural than most other episodes have. Like, it's about this video game that comes to life, and it's just this big pixelated polygon man who's just a... Ryu from Street Fighter. (laughs) Yeah, his name is Rumble McSkirmish. (laughs) And he's just following Dipper around town like, I am here to fight, to punch, need a power-up, will ingest half a taco. (laughs) I I that one's really fun. And it is a different weird than the rest of the show is weird, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like stick out or feel odd or anything like that. Yeah. I, I I think the other one that's closest to it is the one when they break into the abandoned convenience store. Yeah. Because there was a murder there that happened you know and so they they get sucked up into the video games they get sucked up into into the food oh, and yeah. all that stuff and um it's also an episode like, where they go inside a pinball machine yeah <laughs> so there is a little bit of techno horror throughout the show yeah of just like getting sucked into these quote-unquote alternate dimensions or you know mm-hmm. these 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 things where they have to escape from um it's 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 a it's one you wouldn't see on Scooby-Doo. Like, they would no. al- always have the, like, oh, it's just some guy in a mask type yeah. of thing. And yeah, the mysteries in Scooby-Doo are very much, like, there is a culprit behind things. Mm-hmm. There is a, whereas this is, like... A scientific explanation for this. Yeah, whereas this Dr. is... Dr. Strand might say. <laughs> from the black tapes. Also, a, a very fun mystery show. Yes. This is a lot more of... This supernatural entity just exists. There's nothing behind it. Now what do we do about it? Like several times, for instance. Like they're not trying to investigate. How did you clone all of these humans? Like where are you getting your resources from? How do you do this? It's just about, oh, my favorite boy band where they all look alike and that's because they are clones. Oh, oh, that's fine. I get to meet and hang out with my favorite boy band now. I will say that that idea 
for an a, a story of like yeah there's this new boy and that's out but they find out that they're all clones and he can just like make more of them if they misbehave yeah. and he's like well you're re- you're re- replaceable <laughs> it's like that to me was maybe the most like 90s or like 80s like saturday morning cartoon type Mm -hmm. and i loved it i thought that was like oh that that's that's it's terrible but it's amazing because Mm -hmm. of how terrible it is i love it (laughs) and alex hirsch based a lot of the show off his real childhood he has a twin sister they would go like spend summers in oregon with their grandpa and that was She's very much like Mabel and that she was all like glittery and just loved like accessories. <laughs> it was Look always crap. Oh my god. Ah! <laughs> and she loved boy bands. So we kind of did that episode as a tribute to her. Yeah. Well, he, I, and, I I saw on the Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. I think he's only like 33 or 34. So he's, he's a not young much guy, yeah. Older than us, yeah. Um, so uh, right around that t- time would be all the boy bands, all the in sync mm-hmm. and 98 degrees and all of that. Yeah, stuff, there's so. a, a lot of 90s influence on the show. Like, I mm-hmm. think you can tell how much Twin Peaks is in this. Oh, yeah. There's also a lot of Simpsons in this. The comedy. That's one I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm going to teach you, Kyle. Like, as soon as Disney Plus launches and you can go watch all of The Simpsons on there, I'm going to give you, like, an episode list that you need to get through <laughs> to, like, for cultural enrichment. Yeah, there's the humor in this feels a lot like The Simpsons, especially the, mm-hmm. like, the joke signs, like, how many joke signs and joke brands and products and every time they're watching tv and it's stuff weird thing for like 30 seconds like what was the uh what was the duck one? oh the duck detective I, I loved the, that one <laughs> uh, it's like yes that one's great <laughs> uh, my favorite one might be the baby carrier for pigs <laughs> <laughs> it works for pigs <laughs> <laughs> Um, did 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 you have a favorite? I I, I don't really, really want to call it plot thread, but just like ongoing story that wasn't really really a like a mystery, oh. so to speak, just like something that was happening mm. in in the show. If if you know, does that make sense, or do I need uh, to give you I, an example? No, I no, I like like the growing social circle of the kids, how they've okay. really just got each other when they get there. And then there's Seuss and Wendy, and then they meet Wendy's friends who are all <laughs> teens. Like they're like 12, about to turn 13. And Wendy and all her friends are like 15, 16, 17. And there's like, I feel like a very realistic portrayal of we're kind of friends, but we know we're not really on the same level as them. Yeah. Like, they're figuring that out. I love Mabel's two friends, Candy and Grinda. And then she's got, like, the frenemy Pacifica. Like, I like the way the social circle kind of grows and expands. And now, like, Mabel's got all these friends and, like, Dipper really doesn't. And so he misses quality time with her when she's, like, having sleepovers every night. Mm -hmm. I I think my favorite thing was the rivalry between Dipper and uh, I don't remember his name. but Robbie? Yeah, the... (laughs) emo guy that they were mm-hmm. both vying for uh what's her name's affections wendy, wendy i'm terrible with names as you guys know <laughs> these are very um, easy names these are normal names it's not that i can't pronounce them or stuff it's just <laughs> they just don't stick with me i know it's like that one girl who also you works know, there the hat and yeah. the, the hoodie guy yeah the him the, so I, I I liked the rivalry between mm-hmm. them, um, just because it was it was so stupid, <laughs> just all of the stuff that they would do. Yeah. Uh, but then also I I'm pr- pr- pretty sure that that's the same voice actor as Fred from yes, Big that same guy again. Hero Six, uh, which immediately he was there. I was like. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, this is a voice we heard just a couple months ago when we did an episode about that movie. Exactly, yeah. I um, I do also really like Stan and Gideon's rivalry. Mm-hmm. 
because they, I they feel have like the, like Jerry Seinfeld and Newman reference <laughs> where, where it's just like Newman. <laughs> I know you. You're you're up to I, something. <laughs> I like that because you've seen like kid protagonists and like adult enemies throughout cartoons because it's like an adult supervillain and a child hero. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen an adult and a child be not enemies but rivals for something like it's a really interesting very specific dynamic the two of them have that i've never really seen anywhere else the gideon's whole character is just is just baffling to me i'm i'm assuming that this took place in the pacific northwest (laughs) hence the like twin peak vibes and all the pine trees and all that stuff hence the the character's name pacifica northwest yeah it is all of that stuff yeah. But then he is, Gideon is like straight Southern Baptist, like, like TV evangelist, mm-hmm. but he's a psychic. Yeah, which is, he's which a is little the, like, kid Let's take that, that character, move him to the Pacific Northwest. Okay, since that's not the Bible Belt, what else could he be in a similar, like, mm-hmm. weird, spooky vibe? What if he's a psychic? Yeah. You know? And it's like, that's just... How do you ever come up with that? Like, I like that he sort of brings the Southern Gothic aspect to all the other kind ex- of eeriness going so on. Thick t- t- yeah, <laughs> you know who that is? That's the creator of um, Flapjack. Okay. Yeah. Another cartoon that I have not seen. <laughs> oh, you know who is in the show that you do know? One of the writers and like occasional bit part voice actors is one of the creators of Homestar Runner. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The show also kind of, a lot of the jokes did really remind me of Homestar Runner. Like there's a, yeah. it's in the, uh, the episode's called Land Before Swine, where the pterodactyl takes Waddles away. Mm -hmm. And Stan let him, you know, like he put him outside when Mabel said, don't put him outside, he's an indoor pig. And then he's outside and he gets taken by the pterodactyl and stands lying to her. And he's like, well, there I was. I was we were both inside, both of us. And I was holding him in my arms with a baby bottle. And I was nursing him with the richest of creams. And <laughs> with just the richest that, of creams. <laughs> that raising sounds like such a, a strong, bad thing to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I like that episode a lot, too, because it, it, it is this uh this thing where something really bad happens like something goes Mm -hmm. wrong for them it's it's often like uh one of the episodes of uh, like a superhero cartoon or something Mm -hmm. like that or or a comic book where the hero's powers get taken away yeah and that like that's kind of what this is for mabel like her pig gets taken Mm -hmm. away and it means everything to 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 her and so they go on this adventure to get it back and yeah you can see like uh dipper and seuss are there for the actual adventure Mm -hmm. like there's dinosaurs we can capture these dinosaurs uh and then grunkle stan is is there like i don't really want to be here but i had screwed up and i kind of need to fix this and Mm -hmm. i don't really know what's happening but i'm gonna be here you know uh, and then there's there's uh Mabel and she's just like I need to get my pig back and it just makes for this like wild adventure like yeah almost Indiana Jones type of yeah like, we need to go like steal this thing from mm-hmm. this this land before time <laughs> <laughs> yeah Indiana Jones and the land before time oh boy. I, I think I would watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> I I also like the, uh, what the pool episode does for that. Oh, yeah. I'm blanking out on the name of the pool episode. But Mabel is there because she's found out that the cute, mysterious boy who's always in the pool that she likes is a merman. Yeah. So she's there to, like, save her merman boyfriend. And Dipper's there because he's been hired as, like, a... Uh, a lifeguard and he's supposed to watch the place and Stan is there because Gideon keeps taking his chair and he's like well I'll just show up overnight and then I will already be sitting in the chair by the time he gets there in the morning and then Seuss has just been led to believe that the inflatable ducks are alive and he needs to free them (laughs) (laughs) Seuss is great 
Seuss is my favorite. <laughs> he's so like neutral good. Like he's always upbeat and interested in things and just sort of yep. charmed and curious. Like he's just always going, huh? Huh? Look at that. Wow. Huh? So apparently one of the writers on a couple of the episodes is named Aaron Springer. Wow. No relation to me, but huh. there you go. Neat. Um, sorry, that was a random thing. <laughs> no, I, that's I, I saw because I, I, I went to go see if I could find the name of the episode of the pool one. I, I think, no, because that's... That it can't be that one. Um, is it called like the deep end or something like that? I don't know. Oh, I remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the deep end. Okay, uh, by, okay. That was episode fifteen by. Yeah, because I was watching Springer this. And Joe Pitt. I was watching this while it was or coming out, so I remember seeing like a new episode of Gravity Falls called this. You know, premieres next week. You know, my little cartoon news updates. So I remember most of these episodes' titles still. Yeah, and that's also the one we get the free Willy reference. <laughs> yeah, another very 90s thing. Yep. Exactly. I want to talk about the town of Gravity Falls itself. Good. I do too. Yes, this is such a, a lushly built town, and it has real history to it, mm -hmm. and... It's right on the edge of everybody being so inept. You don't know how the town like continues to exist. It is a town. <laughs> yeah, it's it. Oddly enough, a, almost reminded me of Castle Rock when mm. we watched that. That's obviously on the East Coast and more like the the main area. But it has a similar vibe where, like, the town has this history of just weird things happening. Oh, yeah. And, and they've yeah. just accepted it. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> this is who we are. Yeah. Like, Welcome I love the Pioneer Falls. Days episode where the guy marries a woodpecker. Yeah. <laughs> what? They're like, well, that used to be legal here. And actually, nobody ever took it off the books. It still is. That's his <laughs> wife now. Yeah. That's a good one. Um. I, so the, the thing that I wanted to mention about the town mm -hmm. is that I wished I wished we saw more of it, both in okay. the set. Like, I, I wished things happened in more distinct locations. Okay. As well as there was one scene, I think it was closer to the end of the show, where we get, like, a skyward-down yeah. view of the entire town. Mm -hmm. And we can see the river, we can see the waterfall, we can see the bridge we can see the mystery chat like we can see all of it there and i liked that because that that gave me like a sense of where everything was happening mm -hmm. um so that later on down the road when um or yeah like in in that episode i think later on there's a scene where they're by the bridge and i'm like mm -hmm. oh okay so i know that they're like up there yeah. by this one part and i liked that and i i don't feel i, I don't feel like we got enough of that it, that would it, be nice to get more of a geography of the town. Yeah. It felt like it was in the mystery shack and then in like a nondescript wooded yeah, The woods location. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And they do go places. There's uh, the in in the inconvenience store. The episode's called The Inconveniencing. Oh, the store is called Dusk to Dawn. Like they're in the pool. They go to like Lazy Susan's restaurant. Mm-hmm. They go to that history museum. They do add more places to the town in season two. Like there's, um, I think there's some old mines or an old bunker or something like that. You go to uh, the Northwest family mansion where Pacifica lives. Okay. There's a really fun episode about a miniature golf course. Nice. <laughs> you get a little bit more in season two and you find out like why everything is so weird and yeah. why everybody kind of writes it off. Like I, I, I kind of just want to have like a map of where that, all of this that'd stuff be is. nice there's probably is. a map somewhere i'm i'm sure there is um but even like in the intro the introduction of the yeah just show. like yeah just in the opening credits somewhere they just flash on a map for a second yeah, you can or, pause I mean, it go or back a, a, again they have these books filled with all these like mystery stuff of like hey here's this weird monster i encountered 
hundred. Like, why da da doesn't Dipper have some kind of giant map of Gravity Falls with like yeah. pins and all the stuff where he's seen? Like, I saw a gnome here, you know. I saw a Bigfoot there. I saw That'd a pterodactyl nice. there, you know. Like, I I feel like that's something he would do. Like, him and Seuss would it would would have that in like the employee lounge or something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that. I'd like to have that too. I would like to have those grounding aspects to things, but there is so much detail packed into the show. Like mm-hmm. I don't imagine you tried to stop and investigate them, but you could tell there were codes all over it, all over everything. I'm, I'm assuming there was that type of stuff. Uh, I, I didn't really look in. To it. Did you um when you were watching the episodes, did you watch to like the very end of like the little coda at the end of every episode? Yes. It would flash like some coded message up there. Just like a bunch yeah. of random characters or numbers. Yeah, like it had those at the end of every episode. They're hidden in various other places. This is something Futurama would do a lot also. I think that's also a show you're not very experienced I, with. Yeah. I'm I'm not super I mean, I'm more experienced with that than i am of a lot of uh, uh, but you other can see stuff. that like there's like a distinct alien language they use for like signage and things in that world yeah i i never really knew that there was a secret code though it's a real language a thing, like it wasn't but... i think it was secret to begin with but then people like cracked it pretty easily because i, I and watched then it they had it to first invent came like out but more i was complicated still versions young. Mm-hmm. yeah then, these yeah. are both shows that are full of codes fyi cool. and i've never this is right where I'm at. This is like where I was with Lost too. Like I know everything is a code and somebody out there has figured it out <laughs> and I might go look it up sometime. I'm not a code solver, but I like to know that there is a code somewhere. Yeah. This is yeah, right. This I, is the I, kind of detective I am. I, I like when they do stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's always fun. I've never engaged with them. Like I wouldn't open up my copy of Artemis Fowl and try and figure out like, the the fairy did, 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 code. They have but it was some, neat that it was there. Some contest with the Artemis Fowl one. That like if 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 you broke you it, you could like you got to be in the movie. Yeah, which is only <laughs> like now coming out in twenty nineteen. Seventeen years later, they're making the movie. <laughs> That's so funny. It's <sighs> <laughs> great <laughs> who were your favorite townspeople because that's one of the real strengths of the show is just all the little characters like even if they're like kind of fleshed out like robbie for instance or if they've just got one or two lines like they're all a delight i think it's a tie mm-hmm. for me between the free pizza guy the big fat guy <laughs> with like the neck yeah. beard and the the, the, the free pizza shirt i loved him he was like so you mean there's no pizza here? <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he walks off. Because <laughs> that's that's totally me. <laughs> um, but then, because uh, he he had a he showed up later on in the show. I forget what he was doing, but I was like, oh, it's the free pizza g- g- guy. But then there's the like, uh, the the. I, 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 he's like the skinnier gay guy that was really into the lumberjacks. Oh, oh, is this uh, I, Tyler? Is this the get him guy? I, it might be. Do you remember? I think it was when they were in the bar and they were doing one of the. Oh, I remember when they were in the bar. And the lumberjack. And the lumberjack came up to do the game that no one else could. Oh, and right. They're in the diner. A, a, yeah, when, when when he was about to do it, this one character like ran up behind him. He was like, "Yeah, get it." She's <laughs> oh, like, "What in the world?" <laughs> that's Tyler. No, he shows up throughout the series, and all he does is go, "Get him, yeah, get him!" At get like him. various people who are going into some kind of altercation. He's just like, "Get him." <laughs> that's just like the, 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 that was the first time that I saw him, so I just assumed that he had a thing for like bigger, burly men. And I was he like, shows up yes. earlier than that, and that's kind of his general deal is just cheering on whoever. In that time, it happened to be a big, burly man. Because well, yeah, he, he did hit it at another time too. That I think it was, it. I want to say it was the 
fight fighters episode where get like the fight fighter dude is this big muscular man he's just like yeah get it <laughs> and i'm just yeah. like oh god this is a kid show <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, i love him because he is just like get him get him like that's it that's the level at which this man exists all yeah all the time yeah. there's the bit where he goes to the mystery shack and he's like puma shirt panther shirt puma shirt <laughs> panther shirt that's all he does i love uh i love toby determined the sad reporter and i love the sheriff and the deputy and how much they and how much they unfalteringly love each other (laughs) that is consistent throughout the entire series and it's it's really lovely i just like that no matter what trials and tribulations anybody else is going through, like those two are like the city's rock. Mm-hmm. Like those two always have this bond. It yeah. never breaks. Like they're always together. That's and they're always awesome. like, ah, oh, the real treasure is the time I spend with you. <laughs> <laughs> they're so earnest all yeah. the time. That's so funny. I'm I'm glad that they're there in season two, just doing the exact same stuff. Yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> um, I don't know if I really have too much else to say. Like, there's this show. There's so much in it. It is like, well, we could go on for another hour. Like, yeah, it's hard to find. What do we have fifteen to ten more minutes yeah. about? Not what, more than that. What would you recommend if if people liked this show? What other shows or comics or who knows what might they like? I really would recommend Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Mm-hmm. I think that's a show that gets overlooked a lot, and it's not quite on the same level of Gravity Falls. Like Gravity Falls has a lot more like sincere heart to it. It's a lot more cohesive. It's like this one contained like narrative arc of this coming of age story that also has supernatural stuff in it and mystery incorporated. It's a Scooby-Doo revamp and it's got that kind of self-aware snarkiness in it as a Scooby-Doo revamp. Like it's kind of making fun of its history, but it takes that history and it makes it like, yeah, have real weight for once. Like it's it's mystery of the week, but there is stuff going on beyond that. There is character growth beyond that. They is, grow yeah. up and get mad at their parents, and and there's this bigger mystery behind the town that some of the authority figures are in on. It's also a beautiful show. That's a really gorgeous cartoon. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah, definitely check that one out. Um, so I, I recommended and this, comic. this oh. really goes for, no, I was gonna say this really goes for you and for anybody else, go check out some Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like that is, the, that is one of the main ingredients within the, like, and I can see it and I would just, I love for other people to watch the show and also get that same extra level out of it. Like there's a, I listened to a podcast called Everything's Coming Up Simpsons, and okay. the very first guest they had was Alex Hirsch, and he was talking about nice. the episode Who Shot Mr. Burns, which is like a mystery episode like this with lots of suspects and town lore and clues and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, That's there's fantastic. a lot of that feeds into this. Yeah, so if you love the show and and the stuff into making it go back and watch Simpsons missed it previously in your life okay sounds good um so I I I recommended this comic uh a couple Uh weeks ago when we watched uh Castle Rock this is not a comic for kids but I think if you're uh if you're older and uh you you happened to like this show i think you would like nail biter um mm-hmm. I, I it's it's a comic uh kind of about this one town in 
Oregon, where there was a number of serial killers that all came from that one town. And there is this mystery of just like, what is up with this town and why is all this stuff happening? Uh, but they, similar to the mystery shack, they have a murder store. And mm -hmm. it is this like, yeah, this like wacky store where they have like t-shirts and keychains and all this paraphernalia of all of these like mysteries and stuff that the town has has had. And I, it's it's both uh, really tongue in cheek and it's also uh, it, it's a good horror story. Uh, nice. That I think people would like. I don't know if I'd ever pick it up, but I, I like that concept. I yeah. like that that exists out there in the world. Yeah. Uh, and then I kind of mentioned uh, Ben 10. It's, it's I think a that's a good recommendation. Pepper, I, I think that would be a, a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, that's a show I never watched growing up. Like I, I And in show. hindsight, like I think I kind of slept on it. I think Ben it's 10 great. was better than I gave it credit for. It, it is a phenomenal show. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so go go check out all of that stuff. Um, I don't think I have any other recommendations. To oh, give. I've got one more really go quick. For it. This is an old Disney Channel show from like the mid '90s. Like I remember watching this when I was a little kid, and we first had Disney Channel when I was like eight or nine years old. It did not last very long. I don't think it did very well because nobody talks about it anymore. This was a live action show called So Weird. And it was about this girl whose mother was like this singer songwriter. And they would travel around the country on this tour bus while her mm -hmm. mom did shows. And the girl had a website about supernatural happenings. And this is like a very, this is like a GeoCities website that she is running. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably maybe one of the first shows about a, a blogger of any kind. Yeah. She has this website she does about supernatural findings. And every town she goes to, she finds a new mystery or a cryptid or just something eerie that's going on. It's a lot like eerie Indiana. Okay. Like the stuff you'd see in like Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? But it is this ongoing show with just like a you know, I monster. I vaguely remember it. I loved it. And it really just disappeared. But with Disney huh. Plus coming out, Maybe I'm, I'm finally going to get the chance to watch this again for the first time in 20 years. I'm so nice. excited. <laughs> cool. Um, well, let's see. I guess it is my turn. To pitch time. The pitches for next week. Yes. Of what we will do. Let me pull up my notes here. Because I have stuff written down. Uh, three pitches. So we, we have a... or You specifically have a busy week. Um, so I'm going to pitch some smaller stuff. But we are hoping to do an episode of the Reactor Core mm -hmm. on... Uh, well, I just... My mind just... Good Omens. On, exactly. On Good you, Omens. The the Amazon Prime series Good Omens. And instead of uh, what we've done in previous Reactor Cores, where like you and I have gone to see a movie and then we both come back and we talk about the movie, I'm going to watch this whole show because it's based on a book love. You're less interested in it, so you're yeah. not going to watch it. And I'm going to explain the thing based to you, book which sounds read. really fun. So I'm just going to be it's like, great. It's tell great. Me, teach me. Educate yeah. me. Yeah, this will be um, uh, a new a new challenge for us, but it also means like I have to pack six hours of watching time into my week that you don't. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> so I, mean, I asked you to please be gentle with your pitches this week. We don't necessarily have to record it next weekend. Is the is the mm -hmm. thing, but we we have that on top of um, a new episode of the review show for patrons, uh, an yeah. exclusive one that we are wanting to do, as I mentioned, at uh, the mm -hmm. housekeeping section on Mob Psycho 100 Season 2. So we have some stuff yeah. coming up here. So I wanted we to do. pitch some smaller, shorter things. Pitch number one is a manga. Uh -huh. I wanted to uh -huh. read the first two volumes of that. It's on Comixology Unlimited called Ace of the Diamond. And you and I had a lot of fun when we read Chowdown Champs. That was the first sports oh, manga. Oh, this is a baseball story, isn't it? Yes, I thought it was a about baseball like, story. It's it was, a, it was it's like a, a Steven manga. Universe 
thing about like magical gemstones. Okay, it's a baseball diamond. It is a baseball thing. Yeah. So I I was like, hey, we only did we we've only ever done one sports manga. It might be fun mm-hmm. to check out another one. Yeah. Um. So Ace of the Diamond. It's about uh this high school baseball or I think middle school baseball player and then he's mm-hmm. about to go into high school and he's being recruited for different high schools and stuff like that and it's he's moving up to the big leagues and stuff mm-hmm. like that so uh that's pitch number one ace mm-hmm. of the diamond volumes one and two which is available on comiXology unlimited pitch number two uh i'm gonna have to pull up like a wikipedia page or something oh. on this to explain exactly what it is mm. um it is a netflix original fi- i think it's a netflix original film they 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 do that weird thing where some of them are netflix originals yeah and some of them are just like it's a netflix sh- show or it's a netflix film and that's not mm. necessarily a original yeah um here we go. Let me pull up the Wikipedia page on that. So pitch number two is an animated film called Next Gen. Mm. It's a 2018 computer computer animated science fiction action film that mm. is uh, based on the online Chinese comic 7723 by Wang Nima. Huh. Uh, let's see, blah, 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 where is the plot in the futuristic city of Grainland, where robots are created and built Greenland? Grain, G-R-A-I-N. Grainland. Yeah. Okay, like breads. <laughs> exactly. Um, a young girl named Mai lives with her mother, Molly, but when her father leaves them from losing his job, Molly fills the void with robots. And Mai subsequently becomes ignored and hateful of robots. And so I I I think she ends up having, like, a companion robot that, like... I I got some, like, Wally vibes from it. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be, like, an emotional, like, she, she learns to love this robot. And she learns to love her family and stuff like that. I think that's what it's going to be. Hmm. Should be good. I I saw it on there last year, and I I just never checked it out. Oh, I'm I'm very. I brought up the trailer. This is pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. It 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 looks like something you would see from like Pixar or from DreamWorks or something like that. But that is pitch number two. And I'm also going to have to pull up uh, the Wikipedia page for pitch number three here. This is also an animated film. This is an anime movie. I, uh-huh. I've pitched this before on the show, but I can't oh. remember if it was to you or if it was right before Paul left. It was right around that time. Mm. So it would have been like okay. when, when you first... Join right. the whatnots if I pitched it to you. This is called Flavors of Youth. Uh, oh, it's you an- must have pitched this to Paul because I don't remember. That's a weird title, and I don't remember it. This is an anthology. Uh, the oh. film s- separates into three separate storylines or segments. Um, one is called The Rice Noodles. One is c- called A Little Fashion Show, and one is called Love in Shanghai. Um, and it, it seems to be a collaboration between a Chinese studio and a Japanese studio, uh, which I thought Mm -hmm. was interesting. Yeah. And it seems to have won a bunch of awards. I think the Japanese studio that made this was the same people that made the movie Your Name, which I know is very critically acclaimed. My brother loves that. Okay. Yeah. So... I I saw this on Netflix uh, almost a year ago. Um, Yeah, and it it looks fantastic. It's a little anthology series. It looks like it's all separate stories that all take place, I think, within 
I, I want to say within the same city, but I'm not certain of that. Mm-hmm. Three I, cities. I, oh, it, all right, cool. The trailer is telling me. Three cities, three stories. Um, yeah, so yeah, it is on Netflix. It is mm-hmm. labeled Flavors of Youth International Version. I don't know what that yes. means. Neither do I. It might just, <laughs> it might mean that they have the English dub on, on that one. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's that's what I wanted to check out. Pitch number one was volumes one and two of Ace of the Diamond. It's a sports mm-hmm. manga. Pitch number two was Next Gen. It's a little animated computer animated film about robots and this this young girl. Uh, and pitch number three is the Flavors of Youth, an anime film. Uh, by the creators of your name, along with another I w- studio. I want to go with Flavors of Youth. Yeah, James okay. was just raving to me about your name, and I watched a little bit of the trailer. This looks gorgeous. Yeah. It's very pretty. If it's going to Shanghai in one segment, that sounds like a fun little animated mini vacation. I would just like to watch that city for a little while. Yeah. And uh, we haven't me. done an anthology on here before i don't think we've not done a so. uh, a film anthology we did yeah. like essex county the comic that's kind of an anthology i don't yeah. know if we've done an anthology movie before well there's always a first <laughs> and if i am wrong about that then next week you will hear me singing the stan is wrong song <laughs> I'm standing. I was wrong. I'm singing the Stan is wrong song. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah. So that is what we will do for this next week. Flavors of Youth. You guys can watch that on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should be good. I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, folks. Uh, Melissa, where can yes. they find you on the interwebs? You. Mm, wow. You okay. can find me on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I just like coughed in the middle of that. That was just usurped my entire plug session. Oh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And you can That's find it. That's me... the end of those characters. Exactly. And you can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on both t- Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You guys want to get updates for this podcast as well as any of our other shows we are at the whatnots on twitter uh the whatnots.com is our website you can find all of our shows there as well as more information patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support mm-hmm. us a dollar a month will get you access to the live streams of this show as well as all of our episodes early uh, the three dollar tier will get you a- any exclusive content that we might be doing, and we would like to give a big shout out to the patrons at our five dollar tier. Yes. So thank you, Sam, and thank you, Christine, for helping us keep the mics on, keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps us out a ton. Thank you guys so much for that. Uh, I believe that that's it. Should we get out of here? Yep. We should do it. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for watching and or Mm -hmm. listening to this. We will see you next week. Adios. Bye.